Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Analyzing Arsenal series. I'm joined by Josh Williams. How are you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, doing good, mate. Uh, looking forward to see the end of the transfer window, personally, but uh, we've got, got some Arsenal stuff to get through Why? first. Why are you desperate to see the end of it? Because my role I, it, it involves <laughs> a lot of transfer content um, and a lot of it you just kind of know it's not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, I think I've been able to analyse football matches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thankfully, you'll enjoy what we've got in store for you today, Josh, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to sit down and have a chat about the possible strikers, of course, that Arsenal could yet bring in uh, towards the end of the window. Just to kind of set the scene, of course, for those that are have remained completely out of the know, Arsenal have made the most of this window by trying to sign Dusan Vlaovic unsuccessfully. Looks like he'll be moving off to Juventus. Just to kind of get your reaction to that, Josh from kind of a neutral point of view because Arsenal fans have been quite split on this a lot of people have been saying Arsenal have wasted their time they've wasted the window trying to chase after Vlaovic whilst kind of the other perspective is well Arsenal need to be this ambitious if they want to close the gap to the top and go for players like Vlaovic do you which kind of side do you think has got more credence to it no I see both sides to be honest I do do think Arsenal should be should be pushing the boat out really and and trying to bring in players who um a kind of Champions League quality, really, although Arsenal haven't been in the Champions League for, I think, it's maybe around five seasons now. But I do think Arsenal should be aiming for that. And if one or two players you can't secure, you know, you just got to take that on the chin, really. And I, But keep, keep aiming high when it comes to these players. And I think Vlahovic, I did have some reservations about him, but I also am pretty confident that he's going to be a really good player. And he's only 21 years old. He would have fitted in with the, the age curve of Arsenal's squad. Um, so he would have you know, matured and developed, gained experience alongside the likes of Martinelli and Smith Rowe and Ben White and players like that. So I think it would have been a, a nice fit, but there was also some reservations there where I thought to myself, is he entirely suited to this? So yeah, there's, there's pros and cons to it, really. Absolutely. Um, but fingers crossed Arsenal can sort out a, a replacement or an alternative in the next six days. It's going to be a, a big ask, but uh, there are players out there. And myself and Josh listeners are going to sit down and go through who we feel would be good options. You've got the the biased uh, TC view and you've got the neutral view from Josh. And we're going to start with you, Josh. Who's your first pick for who Arsenal should sign? So before I start, I'm going to throw in the massive caveat here. <laughs> this, that this is the January window, and Tom has given me six days to find a player. So, um, hey, that is, you're blaming me like this is on <laughs> Arsenal, mate. This, <laughs> this is very, very unrealistic. I'm telling you. So, I had to pick players that I think Arsenal could actually get. So, I was going to su- suggest someone like Calvert Lewin, for example, but it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen in the next six I days. Agree. Yeah, he's not um, <laughs> Yeah, so I've tried to pick players that are realistically attainable. Um, so my first player is Patrick Schick of uh, Bayer Leverkusen. 
Um, to be honest, I'm quite surprised he hasn't been linked. Um, because he's having a really good season so far. Only Robert Lewandowski in the whole of Europe's top five leagues has scored more than his 17 league goals this season, uh, excluding penalties. That is still only 26 years old, but he's been around to uh, a number of clubs. He's been at RB Leipzig. He's now at Bayer Leverkusen. He's been at AS Roma. Uh, and I think his time at Roma stung him a little bit because when he went there, he was deemed to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. He struggled, hence his move to um, to Germany. But he's only contacted until 2025, which is about another three and a half years. And I saw Newcastle trying to get him. And the reason Newcastle didn't go for him was apparently because he was getting quoted 50 million. But if you look at what Arsenal were willing to play for Vlahovic, I don't think 50 million would be that bad in this case. Uh, and the fact 50 million was getting quoted suggests that he, he can be he can be attainable. Um, mm. And Leverkusen have just signed a lad called Sardar Azmoun yeah. from Zenit. Uh, Iranian just, international, right? Yeah. yeah, striker himself, probably a long-term replacement. Um, and, you know, Schick seems to be a good finisher. He's a good physical presence. He's about six foot one. Left-footed, which is nice, good in the air. So, yeah, he's my first shout, good player. And I'd like to see him in the Premier League, to be honest, at the good Euros and stuff like that. So, I think if you remove his time at Roma, he looks like a player who, who's got a really high ceiling. And, and this season, you know, as I said, only Lewandowski's ahead of him. Yeah, absolutely. He's a player that I like. Um, he isn't. He wasn't as high on my list as, say, some of the other targets. I think that it's been down to the reservation of, of him kind of being not a flash in the pan, but just having kind of this eight months of real strong form from the Euros through to the start of this season. Um, and, and whether or not a 50 million bid would represent the right kind of investment or whether the, it would be too much of a risk considering kind of that period, because as you say, he's been around, like he's been, he's been in Italy, he's been in, uh, he's been in Germany and, and, Th- those issues that he had at Roma. And he, he didn't massively kick on at Leipzig either. It's only been really kind of this this Bayer Leverkusen move, I suppose, that has solidified him amongst that kind of age bracket of, of strikers that look a real quality amongst the rest. And I think that if Arsenal were to go out and bid on him, it would be based on these kind of last eight months rather than what's kind of, you know, preceded that, do you think? Yeah, although I agree, I think similar would apply to Vlahovic, really. I think Vlahovic yeah. has only really been on the scene since last season. Uh, last season, he scored 15 non-penalty goals in Serie A. This season, he's already on 12. season before that, though, I mean, he was only 19 years old, but he's, he only scored five times. Um, whereas Schick was kind of in Vlahovic's position about five years ago. Uh, he scored 11 non-penalty goals for St- Sampdoria. Um and then that that's what got him his move to Roma, and then it didn't work. So I do think there's the similarities between the two, and I do think I do think if you if you're using you know a, a short sample maybe as a reason as to why you shouldn't get Sheikh um, or a flash in the pan or whatever, you could you could aim that at Vlahovic. Although I, I do think Vlahovic will will push on, um, but I do think Sheikh has a few years behind him, and I, I, as I said, I think he's been stung a little bit by his move to Roma. 
Absolutely. Um, my first pick uh, is probably one of the most likely uh, of the bunch, and that's Alexander Izak, uh, Swedish striker. Uh, the reason for his accessibility is his release clause of £75 million, pounds, €90 million. Euros. Arsenal, according to The Athletic, would look to kind of negotiate a fee that is slightly lower than that. I really like Izak. He's someone that's grown on me. I, I thought he was a bit of a kind of a one-hit wonder, I suppose, when he first burst onto the scene at Real Sociedad after his move from Dortmund uh, and with his kind of his impressions at the Euros as well, maybe skewing the, the view of him a little bit at the time. But I've kind of liked what I've seen, even though his goal-scoring rate this season hasn't been as high yet as it was last season. I still like a lot what he's doing with, with Sociedad. I love his link-up play. I love his technical ability. Despite being quite tall, he's a good dribbler and he can really keep the ball close to his feet and, and take players on, take the ball past people, bring other people into play. He linked up really well with Martin Odegaard when Odegaard was on loan at Sociedad last season. So that rekindling partnership, I mean, I wrote a piece for, for FL about kind of that partnership and, and how they combine together. It would be a risk, but I kind of measure that risk at £75 million with the risk of not signing a striker during this window and whether or not it's worth Arsenal going all out. And as you said with Schick, if they were willing to go as high as they were with Vlaovic, it shows that clearly that intent to spend is there. And I, I think it would be worth the risk going for a player of his calibre. What do you think about Isaac? Yeah, he was he was a player that I was going to include, um, but I opted against it in the end. But I, I do think he's he's an interesting player. I think the most I've been aware of him for a few years now. I've been aware of him since since he was playing in Sweden for um, A I K A I K. Yes, yeah, I think it was. Um, I was aware of him back then, but I'll be honest, I saw the most of him in terms of watching him in the Euros for Sweden, and um, he did look like an interesting player. And he just mentioned there that he's. A very keen dribbler, which is quite an unusual quality for a for a six foot two number nine. Um, but he is quite good at it, yeah. Um, and he's got lots of potential. Last season, he had a good scoring season, scored a fair few for Sociedad. Um, but I do think, I think the the main reason I opted against including him was probably value. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think 70, 70 million would be would be too much for him. I know you're saying that. Um, looking to renegotiate that and things but I think 70 million for him could easily come back to haunt Arsenal a little bit a little bit maybe like, uh, like yeah. Pepe how much do you think you, is the max you think he'd be worth right now Um, I don't think I, I think if you're going to pay 50 you, you buy Sheik in my opinion I think Sheik's a lot more um established I think there's a lot less risk associated yeah. with Sheik I think to to, to dedicate over 50 to Isaac is, is a lot of money in my opinion and I think um, if you if you wouldn't buy him in the summer for that money don't buy him now I, I, know, I know there's a need for a striker there but I really don't think Arsenal should force this unless they can get a player who he really really wants Who's your next pick? So my next pick is a little bit weird <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the I'm... reason I've gone down this route is because it's January but it's also because just roughly what Arsenal seems to be going for, if you look at Vlahovic and stuff. So my player is uh, Wout Weghorst of um, Wolfsburg. So bear with me on this. The reason behind this is I know he's 29 years old, so this would very much be in the, the short-term fix-type mould just to keep Arsenal's striker position occupied, I suppose, for the next couple of years or whatever. Uh, and if Arsenal did get a more established player in the summer, I think this lad would be comfortable being kind of a backup option, if you like. 
Um, but he's he's contracted until 2023, so he's only got 18 months left on his deal, um, which suggests that he'd probably be attainable for a realistic, reasonable price, especially considering he's 29 as well. But he's he's very, very hard-working. Um, he ranks very high against other strikers across Europe for pressures, so he'd be comfortable with that kind, that element of Arsenal's game. He's about six for five, so he's a very physical presence. And if you look at the other strikers, Arsenal seems to be linked with Vlahovic, Calvert Lewin, Isaac. They're all physical players, you know, uh, over six foot. They're all, and I think Veghorst is the ultimate version of that in a way. Um, and despite his height, he's, he's fairly mobile and stuff. Um, and he's he's quite proven as well. So if you look at him over the course of the last six seasons, in each of his last six seasons in Germany and Holland, he scored at least 11 goals in in, in his domestic league. And that's excluding penalties. Um, so you're getting kind of a, you've got a proven record there that he does find in that he's good in the air, takes the physical presence box. Um, sixty availability box. I suppose the only downside with him is that he's he's twenty nine. But mm. I've seen Arsenal linked with players like I think Raldo Thomas. I've seen seen them linked with he's twenty seven. Um, Lacazette's currently doing the job. Lacazette's twenty nine, thirty. 30. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't think this would be a long term solution or anything like that. But this is January. So I think it would it would fill a void and it would give Arsenal some time to kind of do almost what Manchester City are doing, where they're really waiting for that top striker to get in mm. and then they're going to invest in him. I think if Arsenal force it by paying £70 million for, you know, anybody, you know, someone who's just going to, who's available, they might, they might regret it further down the line. Yeah, I, I I agree with the kind of the financial aspect of it. I don't know how much Wolfsburg would demand in January to to take them off, to take them off their hands. I've been resistant of Valverde's suggestions in the past. I mean, we were linked to him in the summer, uh, and leading up to the summer, we were linked to him. And I, I'm not saying that kind of is your Plan BS striker, but I mean, he, he kind of would be in a way for Arsenal because he's so different to what we have with his ridiculous height, you know, his ability in the air, but, you know, can use the ball at his feet. As you say, he's, he's not like an Olivier Giroud immobile kind of forward. The, my issue with, with Valverkos is, as I say, it, it would be a case of if it was nobody <laughs> or him, then I would be more open to it. If you told me that we weren't getting anyone, but actually without Valverkos was coming in, I'd be like, okay, you know, that might give us a little bit of different, you know, just variation to what we're we're doing currently with our forward line and and those all those crosses that we're we're pinging into the box maybe they'll because he is excellent in the air so you know maybe that would help but yeah it is it is what I'm hesitant to agree on just because I've been so resistant yeah. to him in the past you know what I mean but I I, no, I understand why you've suggested him absolutely yeah yeah no I, I totally understand and I I think if if this was a summer window that we were that we were tipping. Yeah, 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 he wouldn't be on my list. It, it's very much just circumstantial, a sensible January move, in my opinion. I don't want to start suggesting players that are just not going to come or they're not going to be available or whatever. This seems to be a player who ticks roughly what Arsenal are looking for, based on the links they've already had. Yeah, and he would also tick the January type criteria. With you know, he's 29, 18 months left on his deal. I think you could probably get him for about. I don't know, 20, 
25 million or something like that. I don't think Wolfsburg mm. could charge much more than that for a 29 year old who's had a contract in 18 months. My second pick is uh, Basel's Arta Cabral, um, Brazilian 23 year old striker. Uh, ironically, the player that now is reported by uh, Fabrizio Romano to be of a target of Fiorentina to replace Vlaovic, <laughs> uh, ironically. So um, the issue with this deal before we go into the player is obviously in the past teams like Leeds have been interested a couple of years ago and they found that work permit problems prevented kind of that deal. He has since received a call up to the senior national side. He's not yet got his first cap, but that could be an argument during the process when applying for a work permit that would allow them to kind of usurp those issues. So that's kind of taking the politics out of the move. He is a player that I like a lot from what I've seen of him, you know, despite being again, another physical player, he's, he's not slow. He's very mobile. He's, he's actually quite quick, quick off the ground, um, quick on the turn, good instinctually, great at link up plays, got good vision for his teammates and brings the Basel players around him into, into play as well. His goal tally is is quite astonishing at 27 in 31, I believe, just from memory. So he has the characteristics, again, like Schick and like Vlaovic, of that physical forward striker that's mobile, that can link up play, and that's a strong finisher. How, how aware are you of, of Cabral, and does he, is he someone that impresses you? No, I'll be honest, I don't know too much about him. Um, I haven't had, had to write about him at any point, but just looking at generally his numbers, they look very, very good. Mm. Obviously, he's, he's only contracted until 2023. So, again, 18 months left on his deal, which which makes the deal very realistic. I think contracts just dictate everything in January. So, the fact that he's got 18 months left on his deal and he only plays for Ball, again, that could be a nice solution and a player who could come in for for a reasonable price rather than, obviously, what tends to happen in January, which is, which is overpaying. Absolutely. Give us your next one. So, yeah, my final one is... Um, Darwin Nunes of Benfica. Mm. Um, so he's he's 22 years old. Um, contracted a little bit longer. So he's contracted until 2025. So it would put Benfica in a pretty strong position. He's got about three and a half years left on his deal. But he is he's got lots of potential. I think he's um, he's Uruguayan and he's he's in the typical Uruguayan mould, I suppose, for strikers in terms of you know very hard working. Uh, quite industrious, um, looks to be to me quite a good all rounder and quite in the mould of a, a a traditional nine. I, th- I don't want to do that. I don't. I feel like he, he he vaguely reminds me of Cavani, but yeah, I I don't want to. I feel like that's a bit of a lazy comparison at the same time because they're from the same country. Um, but I do think there's similarities there in terms of you know you couldn't. You couldn't put Cavani on the left wing, for example. It just wouldn't really work. And I think this lad is similar. You have to kind of play him through the middle. But um, as of right now, I think he's top scorer in the Portuguese top division. 14 non-penalty goals in 14 starts. Scored one or two in... In fact, no, I think he scored about five in the Champions yeah. League this season, uh, including goals against Bayern Munich, I think. Um, and Benfica poached him from from Almeria um, in the Spanish second division. I think he scored 11 for them, non-penalty goals, moved to Benfica. I think his first season in Benfica, he was more of a provider than a scorer. I think he registered about nine assists and only scored about four times. But then this season, that seems to have reversed. Maybe he's gained a bit of confidence or whatever. But he scored 14 goals, as I said, top scorer in the league. 
and I think plenty of uh, of clubs from across Europe have, have watched them, scouted them, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's difficult to to determine what his top level is, but he is a striker that Arsenal could probably get, um, and he could have a really good career ahead of him. To be honest. I think he's a player that a lot of Arsenal fans, you know, suggest whenever I do shows, I see his name pop up in chat boxes. I've not seen loads of him, to be honest. The last game I watched of him was when Arsenal played Benfica and he didn't do anything like at all. And so I think that maybe that um, kind of lended itself to a lot of Arsenal fans maybe going, oh, I'm not so sure about him. When in reality, like if you watch him week in, week out, and as you say, he scored this season in the Champions League several times. It's, you can't just judge a player off one game. It's as simple as that. But yeah, I, I think it's a, I think he's a player again that suits that mould. That he's got the physical side to his game. That seems to be what Arsenal are looking for. Um, it would just be that the figure, wouldn't it? What what Benfica would ask for that that would be the big kind of stumbling block. And they've got all the negotiating power in the world, and they wouldn't want to lose him in uh, in January because of considering how important he is and how they're going for the title this season. So. It would be a very different, probably the most difficult of three that you've suggested, to be fair. Um, and probably yeah. maybe the most difficult of all the ones that we've got on here, besides uh, Calvert Lewin, who you obviously said at the start just isn't realistic despite Arsenal's interest. So it may be borders on blurring the lines, I suppose, depending on how open Benfica would be. Um, last one for me. Now, I, I've been back and forth with this one, um, and I. <sighs> I didn't know whether to be cheeky and actually move away from kind of the central striker and look at a wide forward that can also play in the middle because it's a position I know that Arsenal have wanted for some time. Uh, it's a player that can kind of play wide but also has the capacity to play in the middle. I was looking at Diaz from Porto. I know he's exclusively played it out on the wide positions, but, you know, with his physicality, with his kind of strength, you think that he could play maybe centrally in the future. Um, I like Rafael Leal who, at AC Milan, who has also, you know, played on the wing and can also play centrally, but unlikely to move. Uh, likelihoods, I did rest on Dejan Kulisevsky uh, as a possible option. Uh, I know that he's been linked with Arsenal already. Uh, hasn't been able to play regularly that much for Juventus so far this season with, you know, before Chiesa's injury and, and with the players who are Morata, of course, playing and, uh, and Bernadeschi's been playing a fair amount too. And with Vlaovic coming in, we'd have very few chances to play in the central role, which he th- really thrived at when he was on loan at Parma, I think, in, in Serie A. So he is someone that we've been linked to. I think he covers a number of positions it is a case, again, similar to the Valdez shout from yourself. If it's a case of we aren't really going to bring anyone in, but he's someone that we could, I would be open to seeing him brought in with, you know, with the potential to see him play more centrally for Arsenal. What do you have? What feelings have you got about Kulisewski? No, I think he, I think he's a good player, and I think if Arsenal was adding to the squad, I'm sure he'd add value. Um, my issue would be, I think if Arsenal are really looking for this focal point number nine. Um, I know that you're, you're talking about you know a wide player who can play both type thing, but I, I don't think personally that he he would tackle that void. Um, you know, if you look at his career so far, he hasn't been on the scene for too long. He's still very young and stuff, but he you know he scored one goal this season, scored four goals last season, and his best season was the year before. He scored nine. Nine's not bad, especially as an eighteen year old, eh, as a nineteen year old, I think at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, I do think he'd add offensive options for Arteta, and he doesn't te- technically have to have that focal number nine. You know, Liverpool don't really have that. Manchester City, Manchester City don't have that, and you could argue they're the two best teams in the league. Um, so it depends what Arteta wants, really. But if you think if he wants a focal nine, I think he he might have to look elsewhere. But 
if he just wants to add an offensive option and you know an attacking option to use between now and the end of the season, you know I don't see why not. I, I saw him linked mm. with um, being part of the deal for Vlahovic. Um, yes, yeah, that's. I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, that no. was touted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, any before we wrap up, any honourable mentions to put you on the spot that you were ifing and erring about including? Um, I think the, the the thing with this is, I I as an outsider, I think it's very mm. easy when you're inside to desperately feel like you need a striker and stuff. But from the outside, I don't think Arsenal are in that much of a need where they really have to get a striker in. I think yeah, the squad. You, you are on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the um, I think the squad is in good health. And I think Arsenal, based on the business that he did in the previous summer, are in a position now where he can almost just add players who are real difference makers rather than adding players for um, depth purposes, if you know what I mean. So I think they can really add, just begin to add finishing touches and players who are going to really make a difference. And I think you can look at Manchester City as an example for Arsenal here in terms of City need a striker. very much so. I mean, they haven't got a single one, really. <laughs> yeah. But I do, I do admire the the willingness to wait to sign a player who is definitely good enough, basically. And I would worry if Arsenal really dedicate their budget to a striker in the next six days because they have to have one. Yeah. In my, in my opinion, do not buy a striker if you wouldn't buy him in in the summer. Don't. That that's my opinion on it. I, I don't think Arsenal should really, really commit when they don't necessarily have to although they would probably benefit from a striker presence if you see what I mean yeah I know what you mean exactly I think that the smartest thing for Arsenal to do in January if they're going to look to buy a striker is to look at the low market and see if they can bring any in but the problem in January is finding a quality of striker that's going to join Arsenal that a club would be willing to let leave on loan is, is difficult the one that's being linked at the moment is Luka Jovic of Real Madrid but there's huge risks associated with him because he just hasn't stepped on since he's, he joined Real Madrid in that huge £54 million pound deal um Again, it, it comes down to if it's a case of no one or Luka Jovic on loan, I think it, you know it's worth Arsenal trying and just seeing if he can rebrand and restart his career in the Premier League. If there's an option included, maybe it gives Arsenal more leeway in the summer to, to double down like we've seen success with Erdegaard. Maybe the same thing could be done with, with Jovic. Um, but I, yeah, I do tend to agree. I think what Arsenal fans would say, though, is that we're a Lacazette injury away from Nketiah for the rest of the season, and that's not a pretty place to be in because the Bamiang situation doesn't look to be improving. <laughs> I think that that the idea if Lacazette gets injured um, and we are just with that, obviously we've loaned out Balogun as well and and Bamiyan could leave between now and the end of the the window is a real possibility of that happening. Uh, We would be very light. (laughs) Martinelli, I suppose, could also play centrally if you needed him to, but it would be a lot of expectation on his shoulders. So, yeah, but go on, Josh. I was just going to say, yes, I see what you mean. And um, I do think that, as a minimum, Arsenal should probably entertain a loan deal. Um, I don't think a loan deal for Jovic would be that that bad, personally. Um, but I just think if if you look at those names we've just suggested compared to the names that we would suggest if this was a summer window, you know, potentially Jonathan David comes into it, potentially Donald yeah, Lewin comes into it. Yeah, it's a different level, and you um, you are dealing with a lot more um, long term safety when it comes to those players because they're just a lot more proven and better basically simple as that really so but if you're going to start dedicating funds in january you have to make sure it's a player that you would also sign in the summer in my opinion a lot of the names linked i doubt arsenal would sign them in the summer 
There does just remain a few days left for Arsenal to complete any business um, between now and the end and the close of the deadline. Josh, I'm going to ask you for a prediction, not a, a name, just a simple yes or no. Do Arsenal sign a striker between now and February 1st? If that includes loans, yes, I think they do. Yes. Interesting. Uh, I'm going to go with no, because I'm just such a pessimist with this topic. Um, thank you ever so much for tuning in, everybody. Please do drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new. We hit 8,000 subscribers today, so thank you so much for the continued support. Uh, it's only been six or so months we've been doing this, so the fact that you're showing the support is crazy, and, and we really do genuinely appreciate it. Uh, thanks to Umar behind the scenes, and uh, myself and Josh will see you on Analyzing Arsenal Show, I'm sure, very, very soon. Fingers crossed for the rest of the window, and as always, keep following us down the Arsenal. 